salutations to all the nations welcome to a suave experience with your boy darius d hopefully you guys are doing well hopefully all is well with you with the hopefully uh everybody's okay in ontario because um we have some news out here so if you're listening to this and you're in a different province if you're in a different territory or if you live in another country please pray for people in ontario bro because i think we're in growing into another lockdown so this is number three for us because uh obviously we went to the first one with the world and then we were out of it for a bit then we went back in it though toronto went back in it i think as of november or december and then they were out they were just about to get out i think or they just got out in march because uh then we got out before them we got out in february so then we went into uh gray zone. they went into gray zone and we were in red zone about to hit orange and then numbers started going up so ford which is our provincial leader if you guys don't know it's the equivalent of a senator okay or a governor of more more or less is more of a governor position than a senator uh yeah so that's what the predicament that we're in right now so yeah just if you are of faith meaning if you're a christian you believe the whole bible yeah make sure you just pray for everybody in ontario um strength and all that fun stuff because it's kind of annoying but i get why and at the end of the day apparently they're looking for our best interest but like when it comes to this stuff like there's obviously variances of opinions and and you guys know my stances on opinions like the wise man doesn't need to say anything or the quote goes like this basically the fool has to say something the wise man has something to say and i believe it was the skeptics of the ancient school of skeptics who said that opinions or i think it was actually the stoics that opinions are just for mere fools meaning not that if you have an opinion you're a fool it's just we can't govern our lives based off of opinions right because they vary each person so that's what they're trying to say but i know this intro is a little bit long i just wanted to share the news to you guys if you guys live in ontario you guys already know what is going on and what's happening in the world today or in your world to particular with you but hopefully everybody else is staying safe hopefully everybody else is doing rather well if you have any questions comments assertions problems please hit me up in my dms underscore dd the swap kit 15 on instagram and we can converse over there and talk about things or discuss philosophy we don't have to talk about um 
your belief system if you don't want if it, it can be sports it can be entertainment but if you just want somebody to talk to i'm here uh definitely hit me up on there and leave a good review on apple itunes and before we get into the main the meat the main course which is entree which is actually stupid because in french entree means to enter and it was actually used for appetizers but in english because we're pretentious and we don't actually look up the words of what they mean and we just name stuff because it sounds good in french but in if you actually know anything about french if you know a lick in french then you would know how ridiculous that sounds um the main course we're gonna be talking about belief okay and it's not gonna be like just about what i believe what dd believes we're just gonna talk about belief in general and what it can do to a person and why is it essential in our life okay in our lives so that's what we're gonna be doing on today's episode so sit back relax get some snacks and enjoy the show this is a swap experience and this is your boy dv we'll be right back momentarily yo we are back and we are definitely in the house today so we're talking about belief all right belief 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 what is belief and why do we need it why is it essential in our lives because everybody believes something now the interesting aspect of belief is uh, a lot of it gets conflated or it gets in between knowledge and truth that's where we get beliefs all right so essentially what it is is belief according to the dictionary it is a noun and it is an acceptance that a statement is true or that something exists so that's why we have beliefs that's where it comes from so i'm borrowing this venn diagram from that i found from google so essentially if you guys are visual learners you'll get it but if not i'll try to convey what i see in the best way possible so what it is is on the right hand or the right side it's beliefs in a circle and on the left hand side it is going to be the truths and then in between those things you're going to see um, justified true beliefs or knowledge, which basically comes from epistemology, which is the study of knowledge and where it comes from. And this is more of a philosophical thing, so I won't get into it that bad. But essentially, in life, we know something to be true or we know something to be false. Either way, it's still a belief, not a belief nonetheless. Whether... And I know you guys are probably hearing that rustling. If you do, it's just my jacket. But if you guys know anything about anything, what you guys will know is whether you believe in something or not, it is a belief. You believe that it is not true because there's evidence that proves that it's not true. So you know it as a fact. You know it as a truth. If it is true and it holds true. So that's where all this stuff comes from and that's why it comes to belief the reason why i'm bringing up the subject matter of belief is obviously you guys know if you don't know by now if you're new to the show welcome but 
essentially, I am a Christian, so I believe that Christ is the Son of God and that He is God. All right. Um, I'm not gonna get into theology as far as like whether you guys believe in the Trinitarian Trinitarian belief or if you're non-Trinitarian, aka oneness. We're not gonna get into that. This is not really a theological program. However, there are different programs that are more theological as well. And but the name is show I grew up Pentecostal, but it's more or less apostolic Pentecostal under the guise or under the denomination or organization of UPC, now UPCI, United Pentecostal Church International. And if you guys know anything about anything, you would know that if you're either PAW, which is a Pentecostal assembly assemblies of the world or upci you would be on oneness which would be non-trinitarian and if you are pentecostal and you're kojic or another denomination you would follow under the category of trinitarian so that's just a little lesson for you guys if you care but we're here to talk about belief in general because people believe things now you've heard this cliche uh sentiment before saying i believe if i see it i will believe and seeing is believing now how true is that because a lot of the times when we because we're terrestrial beings and we can see if you have the ability to see you are going to believe something because you can see it now is that true in every case because i believe descartes said that sometimes my eyes do deceive me. So what I think is there isn't really there. Many times you guys probably notice yourself when you're sleeping and it's dark. One thing that you will notice is like, obviously your eyes, uh, your pupils will dilate in order to receive more light because it is dark. So is when we say our eyes are adjusting to the darkness. So sometimes you're sleeping and you wake up in the middle of the night to probably use the washroom or you get a drink of water. I know for myself, for sure, I get rather parched. Um, But you might see a figure in the dark that resembles a person or a being or an entity. And really, it's just your hamper or it's just uh, like a lamp. But in that state, you think something is there that shouldn't be there, that wasn't normally there, but really is your mind playing tricks on you or your eyes playing tricks on you. So is seeing really believing to a degree? A lot of people use that argument when it comes to God, whether God is existing. Like, if I can see it, I believe it. But necessarily, I would counter argue that sometimes there's things that you don't see that you still believe is there because you believe it to be true because you believe that there's wind but you can't really see wind. you can just see the effects of the wind or you can just feel feel the effects of the wind on your body or on your hair or when you're driving is really windy and the car is shaking or if you can take it a step further um, you believe that there is a thing called a particle called H2O, or you believe that there is, um, there are, should I say, atoms and, um, I'm not, yeah, 
atoms and quarks that you cannot see, but you believe that are there because people have tested and proved it. Because you cannot see at the atomic level anyways, because it's invisible to the naked eye. So it's microscopic, if you will. So that's what we have to understand when it comes to belief. We have to make clear that a lot of it is based in what we know to be true and what we know to be false. But who is the standard of this thing we call truth? I believe that is God. Up to you guys. You might, I know people who believe it's in a political system. I know people who believe it has to do with like a science. So they believe that science is the basis of all truth, which isn't true in my opinion, because there's a lot of scientific um, findings that are false and actually have some negative consequences as far as racism. If you guys do your research for that, there's been many types of uh, errors when it comes to like phrenology, studying how somebody's skull is, whether they're developed or undeveloped human beings. So there's so many things that come from science that are not accurate and not correct and need refining. So we have to understand that when it comes to belief, do we just believe it because somebody tells it with conviction? Or should we test these things and come to a conclusion to of our own selves, of our own volition, whether these things are true or not? All right. So for me, I know many people who don't necessarily study philosophy or study in the humanities that believe certain things to be true. All right. And objectively, they are incorrect. And if you try to explain that to them, they get taken aback. Now, this is where we're getting to the main issue that I have, because a lot of the times people believe a lot of things and whether it is false and they choose to believe in falsehoods, because there's people who actually believe that like black people are undeveloped, which is false. Okay. Like all humans for the most part are developed not talk and i'm talking about in regards to like a perfectly healthy human right the standard of the norm no matter what uh quote unquote race because there's really only one race but what are the ethnicity that you're from for the most part you're able to uh be a well-functioning human being now obviously there are people who have differences as far as uh, their views on life, and there's also discrepancies with language barrier, which is another conversation because what I find is, is that a lot of people who speak English as their native tongue believe that many immigrants or people who travel here, that English is not their first tongue, that... um that they're slow, they're incompetent, they cannot do anything. But it's not necessarily that they're smart or that they're dumb. Most of them are very intelligible people, but because they are not keen on using that type of language, it's harder for them to articulate their points correctly. And all I have to say is, if you think that you are smarter than them because you are a native speaker, that maybe, just maybe, you should go to their country and try to learn their language and see how far you would get. Because it's not 
I think with practice, obviously you'll get it. But remember, they have to learn formal English first. And we don't really speak informal English for the most part. We speak informally and then we write formally for the most part. So it can be tricky. And English in itself is a hard, tough language. But I digress nonetheless. But we continuing on with this story talking about belief. Why do people believe things so vigorously? Now, my first premise is going to be focusing and keying in on the people grow up in these systems. Now, for myself, as a young, uh, dashing, dapper guy with the boyish charm, you guys know how I talk about myself. Am I joking? Probably not. Am I real? Yes, I am. But here we go. So being the guy that I am and the person that I am and I grew up in a certain area, there's a way of thinking that uh, holds true to me or that I believe in because I grew up in the suburbs and I'm not going to get too much into the suburb mentality versus urban mentality because that can carry itself. But essentially, because I grew up in a suburb, I think in a certain way and I view the world in a certain viewpoint because of the fact that most people in the suburbs tend to have more cars because their transportation system wasn't designed originally for that. The whole point of the suburb was actually just to remove the hustle and bustle, accumulate more space, and then drive into the city for work and then drive back home. But you're not living in the city and then slowly build things around. So it's called the Garden City uh, concept. I forgot the gentleman who came up with the original idea or the blueprint for it, but it started in like the 50s and the 40s. And that's when you can see the rise of suburbanizations. But going onward, I have a certain mindset that a city kid would not have when it comes to life and attacking life. Not to say I was fed with a silver spoon. Times can be hard for anybody, no matter where you are in the world today. But because I was raised in a certain idea or a certain area, a lot of times you have like-minded opinions and beliefs. So your environment matters, all right? If you live in Saudi Arabia, you're going to have a different belief based off of what you live in. Now, obviously, because we live in the West and we're infatuated with this whole concept of individualism and being individualistic and also having the idea that we have free thought. Now, we do have free thought to a degree. I think we're slowly going the other way. Um, as time progresses, because there's certain things that you can't even think and express in the public. We're not talking about work and all that stuff. I think certain things you don't need to say at work and certain things you don't need to express in religious circles or certain venues. That's fine. Fine and dandy. But when it comes to our belief, a lot of it comes from where we're situated, even if you apply it to on the national level, because I went all the way down to what type and environment you were living in as far as living spaces. But 
there's also the concept of living in a certain country or a certain part, whether you're in part of the Eastern Hemisphere versus the Western Hemisphere. Now, one thing that people study and have proven that if you live in the Western Hemisphere, hemisphere, mainly like North America type, you're more about the individuality when it comes to life, whereas in the Eastern part is more about collectivism. So if you ask people who come from that background in the Eastern Hemisphere, you'll notice, or even Southern Hemisphere as well, like parts of Africa, you'll notice that a lot of them live with their grandparents or their uncles and aunts. Whereas in the West, it's like, yo, once you hit 18, you gotta start going out on your own. You send your ship, your kids off to college. They're living on their own in the dorm with their friends. You'll probably get an apartment off campus. And then by the time they're in their late 20s, they're living on their own. And then they get married and they start their own family, which is called the family of procreation. Now, why does this thing happen? Well, because in our society, in the West particularly, it's based on being an individual, starting your own stuff. I think a lot of that comes with... uh, Christianity and Judaism being congruent with being congruent with how the society is structured, where they focus on that, because not everybody in Europe is like that, because Italians, they're kind of like, hey, we'll live together type of thing. But when it comes to the West, a lot of people are focused on, hey, I got to get it on my own, pull myself up by my own bootstraps, as some of the country folk say. But trust me, when it comes to that stuff, they believe it and they believe it with all vigor. And if you go against them, then there's a problem. So that's the first premise, environment and proximity, and proximity as well. All these things add to what you believe and what you were fed because your mind is like a computer okay your computer the computer that you use every day is actually designed after your mind yet we still don't even figure out haven't figured out our mind yet but yet it was still created based on how the mind works because you're absorbent right Everything you learn since you were a kid, a lot of you guys still do to this day. And that's scriptural in a sense. Not in a sense. It is scriptural because the Bible says, train up a child in the way that he should go. And he meaning he and she, okay, uh, is old English. So they were pretty sexist back then. But going back to what I was saying, if you train a child in the way that he should grow that when he's old he's not going to depart from them right because that's what kids need a structure all these different things add up so your upbringing which is the second premise matters who are teaching you these things where are you learning these things so your environment is the first premise that i have the second one is your upbringing all right so your upbringing makes it possible makes it possible for you to have these different beliefs if you wonder why there's people who are still sexist people who are still racist people who have hate towards another group whether it be gang related it it all pertains to who is teaching 
you. This is actually biblical as well because Jesus himself said in Luke chapter 6, verse 40, he talks about that the disciple is not above the discipler, but when he is finished, he will be like the discipler. So who's teaching you to believe a certain way? Now, this is interesting because a lot of people who have who come from religious backgrounds don't aren't too keen on sending their children away to school. Why? Because when they're off away at school, they have a lot more influence. Now, everybody knows this saying, and if you don't know, you're about to know for sure. All right, guys, you're gonna know is that time equals influence. Now, you go to school. And you're at the age and you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs and being and one of the top needs that we have is social acceptance by others. When you're a child, a young child, you want to be accepted by your parents. But once you hit like 10 uh, to like 13 prepubescent years, trust me, you're not going to really care what your parents think of you. You're going to care about your peers because you're around them more. You're around your peers probably, I say, I think the average school uh, hours is six days a week. So you're like with them 30 hours a week. All right. Six hours, five days a week. Six times five is what? 30 30 yeah bro that's my that's mathematics but yeah going back to what we're saying and also depends on what country you are because i know in france it's like eight hours but literally we have to think of it in a sense is that time does equal influence so in this second premise is who's teaching you so who's around you the most all right so it's gonna be your family which is uh institution it's going to be the education system that's why we think a certain way and that's how we learn in a certain way or certain system all these things come into play when it comes to that and also of course your peers and your friends and all those different people who have influence on you to cause you to believe something now I believe it was George Costanza, Costanza on Seinfeld, one of my favorite shows of all time, who said it's only a lie if you believe it. Now, what he was trying to do in that episode is basically make Jerry lie to somebody to get out of something. Now, when he says that phrase, a lot of us do believe in lies, all right? Whether we choose to believe it, because it makes us feel at ease or we're gullible. Now, most of the times we believe these lies because it's been fed to us, but who is feeding us these lies and why are they doing so? And why are we just rather listen to the lies instead of dealing with truth and reality? Because truth is harsh. Truth tells you what reality is. Now, it's funny because a lot of people who I look up to in life, uh, such as your Jim Henson's, such as your Walt Disney's, your Stan Lee's, your Eddie Murphy's, your Walt Disney's people, and even Steve Jobs and different entrepreneurs like Elon Musk, what they do is they create 
an alternate reality, meaning that you are able to escape your current situation and go into their world. This is why even myself with the whole suave mantra with some suave food and suave kid TV and this podcast, I'm creating it necessarily a world so people can escape uh, the harsh realities of life sometimes. And then at the end of the day, the difference is, is we're going to go back to reality and fix certain things. But people can get lost into those worlds, especially video games and all these different things. Not to say that they're bad, but people, if their situation is bad enough, they're willing to live the lie of a false reality to make themselves feel better. Because in this world, I believe that I am a certain thing, but in the actual world, I am this. And social media does that too. It's all a highlight reel, which comes to my next premise is the highlight reel or the false reality that people believe in. So they believe in this idea that we can just zone out of reality, forget about all the debts that I owe, forget about all these problems that I have, forget that I'm sick or I have all these things, but just dwell in and bat or that I need healing emotionally. Listen, we forget all that. I can just hop on Bumble and Tinder and all that stuff. And then in my ultimate reality, in my alternate lifestyle, I am that guy. I am that girl that people want to be with or people want to hang around. On Instagram, I might have like 10K followers. I am that guy now. I am that woman now. So when it comes to that, is believing in a character or a persona of yourself instead of actually dealing with the harsh realities of life and working towards it. And this is not to say that it's just new because of the technological advancements that we have in our current day because people were doing it beforehand. People were living in fables and living in um different mythologies and all that stuff, even though mythology was tied to religion as well. But there's so many things that even back then that they do that you can see today because there's nothing new under the sun as far as human behavior goes. Yes, we have different technologies, but at the end of the day, the concept of humanity has not changed and how we act has not changed at all. It's all been done before. So when we look at it in this light, people believe in these alternate realities. People believe and get consumed and so much so to their detriment because now they're just living a lie. But yet they still believe it to be true because of the belief in that thing because it's so strong it's so vigorous that's why you can believe lies you can believe falsehoods all right you believe it so much so because it's a battle in a sense in your mind whether you believe something or not now a lot of people like i said we just try to equate belief with truth but like i said this is a prime example of believing a lie a prime key example of believing a lie because so many people get caught up in these things and they can't get out because they don't want to get out because if they go back to truth and have to deal with that 
it's much easier for me to live here and then point at reality and say reality is wrong because of what happened to me. And it could be rightfully so, like they believe that way, meaning that like how they feel that way. But at the end of the day, when it comes to life, it's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be turmoil and you will have troubles. But at the end of when it's all said and done and the dust is cleared and the smoke has cleared as well, we have to be able to stand strong. I know as Christians, we have an anchor. We have Christ to stand on. He is our, our rocky ground that we can ground. He is the chief cornerstone. But at the end of the day, we believe in that and we know it to be true. Now, there that's two things. One thing is to believe because when it comes to belief as well, Sometimes you're not going to see it right away, right? Same example with the wind. Like, you can kind of feel the wind. You can kind of see it blowing the other trees away. But you don't know what the wind is made out of or you, you believe that the water's there if it's like a mirage, but it's not there. So sometimes when it comes to faith and belief, you got to believe in things that you cannot see yet. But doesn't mean it's not coming. So the whole reason why I came up with this episode and I'm going to extend it is because of the fact that I had a conversation with one of my colleagues. We're talking about issues in the world throughout history because I'm a big history guy. Not really a certified historian, but I would say I'm a hit, which means historian in training. But when it comes to history, a lot of the common factors of why there is so much turmoil throughout our human life since we've been existing is because of belief. And I'm going to take a quick break and then I'm going to sum up why I just said what I said. So hopefully you guys are enjoying this episode. Make sure you please leave a good review, share this episode with your family and friends if you do care about the podcast this is your boy disney and i'm signing off once again all right yo i know on the last one i said i'm signing off that's my bad my bad i'm down bad but yo listen to me please so we talked about how we get to believe the first premise was environment the second one is influence and upbringing And the third one I talked about was literally just seeing how people are able to believe a lie with the alternate reality. But we get back into life itself and we're going to wrap this up and make it plain and clear as the noonday sun as a country boy just said. But listen, when it comes to belief, and why are there so many issues in the world today? And we, I was talking to my colleague, and we we're going back and forth, and he would make a point, and I would make a point. It was like a tennis match, if you will. And he said one thing is all the turmoil that ever existed is because of two main factors. The first factor is what? 
the first factor is money. And the second factor is religion. And I was like, oh, snap. Y'all, the guy hit me. He hit me hard. He hit me deep, man. Because <laughs> I'm a Christian. And he said this is part of my phone and all that. Nah, bro. You know, he's a reasonable and rational man. And I told him, I said, yo, listen, sir. That's not the reason. The reason is belief. And not to say that belief is bad. It depends on what you believe in or who you believe in or what you believe. So we explain and establish all these different things. And what I was trying to say to him is you still see problems to this day. Statistically, in the West, religion isn't as prominent as it was before in the past. You cannot argue that. That is statistically proven. In our generation itself, there are more atheists than ever before. There's a reason for that because we grew up in more of an atheistic viewpoint. Okay. And especially when school, they removed prayers and all that stuff in the public school system. They still do it in Catholic schools, but in your general public school, unless if you go to a private Christian school, that's not happening. So that was removed. The Lord's Prayer was removed. Reading scriptures were removed. Okay. So you removed it. So most of the times <laughs> growing up, especially myself, I had to argue for belief in God more than I ever would have if I was born in a different period of time. So I had to defend Christianity at a young age. And, yo, this is before I understood the concept of apologetics. This is before all of that. And apologize is his own discussion, an own episode. I might do it, might not. It depends on how I feel. But I had to do it because that's what I felt like I needed to do at the time. Because very so, like most of my friends growing up, yo, they did not grow up Christian, bro. Like my black friends, yeah, for sure. But most of my white friends, no. Like some of them grew up Catholic, but they would barely go. So really, there's not like they didn't really go to church, bro. Like they didn't. They occasionally went. Uh, and then I can only name one person who like I went to their house and they actually said grace. And that's the homie, uh, my boy, Lucas. He's the only one, bro. Actually, no, there's two. Zach as well. So there's two, two of them. And those guys and those guys actually went to church growing up. Like not as much as me, but they still went on a consistent basis where you could still say, hey, like you believe in something. But like that's my point. Okay. <laughs> like when it comes to that stuff, and not saying that I was the perfect Christian growing up, because I was not. I had my flaws and I still have flaws today, but we're working on it. But when it comes to uh understanding believe we have these wars still going on why is it for money for some of it it is other things such as politics play a factor today that's why if you think about it we're more divided as a nation 
both in Canada and the States, because Canada and the States are pretty much the same thing, if you think about it. And there's plenty of information on why I made that claim, but Canada and the States are minute differences, but it's pretty much the same. We just want, Canadians want to feel different because they think that the America, America is bad in a sense because it's a superpower. Uh, whether you believe it's on a decline is up for discussion. I think it is. But at the end of the day, <laughs> when it comes to Canada and the States, we're very similar in our approach and our belief systems and all this stuff in po- politics, bro. You literally, you're either a conservative or a liberal or you're in between, which is a moderate or a political. So essentially, you're just in the middle or you're on one each side. And for example, if you live in Canada, you guys know we have the Liberal Party and the Conservative Party. It's pretty much an ultimatum because people say, oh, yeah, we still have the Green Party and we have the NDP and we have all these and the Quebecois Party. First of all, Quebec's not winning nothing. They don't even want to be a part of Canada, number one. Use your brain. Number two, when's the last time the NDP won? Exactly. So it's really just conservative and liberals and in the states is just republicans and democrats so i the same thing that but if you go back to uh what we're talking about we're more divided as a nation and that has to do with politics y'all it has to do with politics everybody and if you think about it politics and science are the new religions okay that's what it boils down to so when he's saying all these things, talking about always oh, because of religion, it's not because somebody b- believes in uh, Islam and another person believes in Christianity. All right, it's not like the belief itself. I mean, not no. Let me rephrase that. It's not the religion itself. Okay, it's the belief in it. That is what the thing goes down to is the fact that a person who and this goes amongst tribes as well with the natives if i believe in the sun god and you believe in the water god or if i have certain practices and you have certain practices and i'm telling you that for your because think about it ladies and gentlemen think about it if i'm telling you that for your existence of your life your whole life that everything that you've ever believed in is absolutely wrong and then you should conform to what I believe because I am right, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think that's going to go over well? No. That's why even as a Christian, I'm not surprised if a person who's Islam, I'm sorry, who believes in Islam or is Muslim, if I say what I say, that Jesus is God and that there is no other God aside from him, of course they're going to get mad. They believe it just as much in their God as much as I believe in Christ. So, of course, they're going to be perturbed. Of course, they're going to be distraught towards me because apparently I'm attacking their belief system. The thing that they... Because really what it is, people attach their beliefs because even you can, you can see it with politics. This is why I brought up the example of politics to prove my point that the belief is in it is more of the problem or where the 
the wars and the issues come from. Because if I had believed something to be true, and I, whether it is true or not in reality, if I believe it to be true, all right? Because I know atheists are like, yeah, it's because of religion and stuff, but it's not. If I believe in leftist ideologies, ideology to be true, and I dedicate my life for the political progression of my party, and I dedicate my life to spread the news of my party, and I dedicate my life, and I set my life up, especially when I become self-autonomous, right? And I set my whole, because that also changes, because a lot of times when you're a teenager, uh, you're more into counterculture, and you want to go the opposite way of what your parents believe. Sometimes kids do that. Sometimes kids stick true to what they believe. It depends on the situation. And like I said, the upbringing, that's all <laughs> therapeutical. <laughs> and it has to do with the psycho psychological analysis, which I do not have expertise in, so I will not speak on. But if I dedicate my life to set my life up around these mantras, around these ideologies, around these things, and I believe and I know with all my heart, I believe I know with all my heart that these things ought to be true and that other people should adopt what I believe in, because that's why I always say to everybody, the world would be a better place to you if everybody followed what you did, right? But it wouldn't be the greatest place at all. But when it comes to that if I'm setting my whole life, my whole existence into this one thing, and then you're going to tell me that I'm wrong, and you're going to bring alternative methods, and you're going to bring uh, these different things that I've never heard of before, or that I've heard that I actually actively hate or don't or disagree with. If that is the case, then of course I'm going to be upset with you. Of course, there's going to be war. Of course, there's going to be violence. It's not the thing itself. It's the belief that it, this thing is true. Because as humans, we require faith and belief. Even if you're an atheist, you believe that the world uh, was formed in a certain matter. It's still belief. It's still faith. Even if we want to say it's science, you believe in science. So you have to believe in something. And that's what I'm trying to say. You're not designed to not believe in anything. I know there's agnostics out there who are not sure what they believe yet, but they believe in something. So that's what we have to look at it as, is that these things happen because it's taught and we believe it to be true. And this is how crucial it is to know what you ought to believe in and that you should test and try these things that you believe in. This is part of the reasons why these issues happen is because somebody believes something with so much vigor and so much passion and they were adamant about what they believe to where it caused action to the belief right the thought came from communication or from a discussion or 
from a lecture or indoctrination or whatever it may be, or experiences of life, the thought came, and you believe on that thought, whether it be true or whether it be false, and that belief caused you to move because it requires action if you believe in something. That I believe that um I have a good skill set when it comes to content creation. If I believe that, then I'm going to step out and do what I believe in. If I believe it. Now, I'm not talking about doubt. That's another subject matter, but we have to understand how important belief is in something. This is not like something where it's like, oh, I just believe. Do you really believe? Do you really believe? Because here's the thing is like, when you even think about people who say like, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, bro. And this goes from anybody anyone who knows about christianity to a slightest degree and this is i've heard people who are heathens okay i heard people who are not like into christianity at all who get upset when other people call themselves christians when they are not even peterson himself who says he he's very um hesitant between calling himself a Christian. I was like, why Why is he afraid to commit to it? But he's like, he said it's a hard commitment to be called a Christian because of the standard that Christ has set. What path do you have to walk? The path is narrow that he said unto salvation. It's not not an easy way of life. Do you actually believe in what you're saying that you believe in, or are you just saying it because it sounds nice, or are you putting it in your bio because it's aesthetically pleasing? So this also goes for other belief systems or other like political agendas or whatever you you believe in. It doesn't have to just be tied into religion because wars start off of race as well, because one race believed that they're better than another race. I know I don't really believe in the concept of like there's separate races, but there's one group that believes that the other group is wrong because I think it was in Ghana or Uganda. It's the, there was a tribal war that was happening. I think it's the Tutsis and, the, and somebody in another group with a T. I, I don't want to misspeak here, but one group believed that they were superior to the other group. So, is it because they believed in a certain God or is it because they believe they were superior as well? And that has nothing to do with wealth either because people think that money is evil. It's not. It's the love of it. Is, is that what you believe in? Because if you believe in money, you're going to corrupt anybody and you're going to do anything you want in order to get to those means. Everything's just a means to end to you because you just care about money, man. So then why would you say that it's only just money and religion when it's the belief in these things that cause people to do what they want to do? And that's what I'm trying to say here is if you genuinely believe something to be true, whether it be a lie, it's only a lie if you believe it. If it's a lie and you believe it, you will act out on it. How many cults do you guys know of that 
throughout history, history, like the Druids in like, I forgot what century. I want to say it's 13th century in like the Celtic area, uh, like Ireland and all those areas. They had their own religion there and it was messed up. So they believed in something. This is what we have to understand. They believed in it. Some people believed in dictators because they fed them a bill of goods and it was not true. Look at, first of all, how can someone explain to me how Adolf Hitler, first of all, was elected? Okay. It's not like he just showed up one day. He's like, you know what? I'm going to just finna take over. Y'all can just sit back and relax. He was elected because he caused and he manipulated people to believe in something, to believe in his agenda. And because somebody, people, some people believed him, believed in him, and a lot of it was forceful, as we know, but he was able to take a whole country and cause another world war, which wasn't really the world, it's just Europe, which is interesting how it's a world war when it's only about Europe. Interesting how that plays out. But, yo... Because when you hear world, you think the entire world is just them. But when it comes to <laughs> the world war, how he was able to do that. And then also convince other people, like, uh, I forgot the leader of Japan, but Japan and Mussolini and Italy to follow and team up with him to try to take over France and Britain because they felt that they were overstayed their welcome because at that time they were the main power and America was actually no America was pretty much like the number one but in Europe it would be Britain or France and like Britain and France and all those other European countries basically were trying to colonize a lot of the western world so you gotta see like South America and Africa as well and we we see all these things happening, but even war with science, because people believe in one thing so vigorously that they're really willing to to put action towards what they genuinely believe is bad. So what do you believe in that you're willing to sacrifice your life for it? Martin Luther King said it this way. He said, if a man, and this is generally, or woman, doesn't have something that he or she is willing to die for, then they are not fit to live. I'm going to say it back again in his original text. If a man does not find something that he's willing to die for, he is not fit to live. What does he mean by that? There's something when it comes to life that in this life, because you didn't choose to be born, I believe God put you here for a reason. Whatever you believe, I don't really care. But I believe God put you here <laughs> for a reason. And in this life, I know why we're here, okay? <laughs> but in this life, there is something that you must be willing to believe in. 
that you're willing to die for. Because if you're not, if there's no purpose, because that's what he's pointing to. Is if there's no purpose, if there's no, if everybody's nihilistic and they don't believe that if they're just here just because they're here and there's no reason to be here, then you aren't fit to live. You're not going to live a fulfilling life. Now, I believe in Ecclesiastes 12 and 13, where God, you basically you're here to serve. And if you don't think you're here to serve, think about what takes a majority of your time in your day, and then you, you can figure out within 10 seconds whether or what you're serving if you don't think you're here to serve something. Because you are here to serve somebody, because that's what you were designed to do. So <laughs> think about it in your life, bro. Think about all the things that you're, you want to do or that you're looking toward and you're willing to sacrifice your life for that because you're willing to serve that thing. It could be, it could be money, could be fame, could be fortune, could be other willing, helping to serve other people. It could be a plethora of things, but at the end of the day, y'all, when it comes down to it, it all comes down to belief. What are you willing to believe? I encourage people to seek Christ, but what are you willing to believe? Is religion bad? No. Is politics bad? No. Are these constructs or concepts of life wrong? No. Is belief wrong? Absolutely not. But like I said, if somebody is devout and believes in something, they are willing to lay their life down for that or for said thing. And that's what life comes to. It comes down to what you believe because it's necessary for you to believe something. You don't want to see a person that believes in nothing. I promise you that. It's necessary for you to believe in something. And you do believe in something. That's why when someone says that what you believe in is farce or idiotic or vapid, you take offense because that thing that you believe in, you believe it's an extension. I know I just... That was redundant, but you think it's an extension of who you are because you believe it with so much passion and so much vigor. You believe it with so much passion, so much vigor that you base it around your whole entire existence of your life and it holds values and morals and you hold values and morals to it, to your life. All of this encompasses around you and the essence of who you are and who you think you are. So if somebody says, hey, I think Christianity is stupid, you get upset because you believe that that's a part of you as a person. So don't try to tell me that it has to do with just these different concepts or um, these different uh, systems. People get upset over sports and start riots. Because they believe their team was wronged. 
they believe their team was cheated or slighted. Look what happened to Vancouver in um, 2011 when the Bruins won, and I think in six games. All these riots that happened because they believed, and that's why you can't believe everything you see on TV either. And that's another discussion, but I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it right now because sometimes when it comes to um, when it comes to that, a lot of times we believe certain things that aren't true. They're not true. You can't believe everything on the news either. You need to use your brain. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to TV, what is it called? It's a TV program, programming. What does programming come from? It comes from computer terminology to make the computer do a certain thing and to give it a certain assignment. So when somebody says there's a TV program and there's programming, they are programming and downloading things into you to think a certain type of way. I know people like, yo, what is this guy talking about? It's semantics. No, think about it. It's programming. If you program a computer or a robot to do something, it's going to do it. Or it's going to think it, think that thing that you programmed it or that you downloaded it to do. Otherwise, the program doesn't work. So you can't believe everything you see online and on TV. It takes some time to read over things and come to more of an empirical or maybe even anecdotal, but more of an empirical uh, conclusion to a matter. Because if you just believe everything they say to you, you're just as good as a fool. All right. You can't believe everything you see on TV. Okay. It's programming. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode, man. I know it got a little bit deep. But yeah, belief is really important to people. And I think we should look at it in more of a realist standpoint. Understanding that when it comes to belief, of course, knowledge is attached to it. Of course, course, truisms and falsehoods are part of it. But at the end of the day, these things that happen in life or how you live your life, a lot of it stems from belief in something. So that's why I think you should take belief a little bit more serious than you've ever had before, because it is an intricate part in your life, whether you believe it no pun intended or not. This has been your boy, Darius D, and I am signing off once again. So just chill, just chill till the next episode. Why? Because your boy, DD, is definitely out of here. Y'all enjoy your Easter and enjoy your weekend. <laughs>